0: Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to our first Thursday evening teaching for the year. Wow, 2023 already, what a big year this is going to be. If you're looking for a new church home and you live on the Gold Coast, why don't you come and join us? We meet at 9.30 at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. We'd love to see you there. We're a friendly church and we preach the Word of God. They're the only two things you should really be looking for. We're starting up our our Sunday afternoon meetings at 3 p.m. at Yatla. Uh, just this weekend coming. So come and join us. And on the 5th of February of Brother Sadu coming. Brother Sadu is a senior prophet. He's an end-time prophet. And he's only preaching at the Refinery Life Church when he's here on the Gold Coast. So reserve a spot. Let us know you want to come. And we'd love to see you there. This is going to be life-changing for some people. And this will be a turning point for our city. So come along. Come along. Join me now in the Lord's Prayer. When the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray, his response was, say this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen amen you know every believer needs to know what the bible says about spiritual issues and for the next 3 months what the bible says will be the theme of our thursday evening messages today's message is titled what the bible says about itself because you know it interprets itself right the text we're concentrating on is hebrews 4:12 if you've got your Bible? Open it up and read it with me. I'm reading from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever one you like. It says, "For the word God, sorry, the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the, the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The scripture we're going to work through tonight. We've all read it before, but what does it actually mean? Join me as I pray for our offering. If you've got your seed there and you're ready to sow, we pray for our offering every time we take one up because we want to make sure when you sow it goes into good soil. And we want to make sure you're blessed. You reap a harvest from it. So, Father, we come to you today because we're yours. You made us, you redeemed us. Everything that we've got, every good and perfect gift has come from your bountiful hands, Lord. Lord, we want to be good stewards of everything that you've given us. It's by your grace that we were brought with a price. And therefore, we want to just glorify you, Lord. Receive from our hands and our hearts the gifts that we've got this evening and bless them and use them to your glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So the details are on the screen if, you, if you'd like to sew. You Now, in recent years, there's been considerable division among Christians of all persuasions when it comes to the Bible and its contents. Some claim that only some parts of it are inspired. Others declare that its thoughts are inspired but not its language. Theological terminology has been used to describe certain concepts regarding the Bible and its contents such as verbal inspiration, meeting inspiration, inerrancy, all that sort of stuff. And perhaps the safest course to pursue is to let the Bible speak for itself. I don't get into those theological debates for this reason. The Bible will speak for itself. You should always be wary of those things that lead towards bibliolatry. So bibliolatry is the worship of the Bible as though it's a good luck charm making it an idol. The important thing about the Scriptures is that they reveal to humans about what God is like and how we can reconcile to God through His Son, Jesus Christ. So what the first thing we're going to look at this evening is what the Scriptures are called. They're called the Word of God. As the Word of God, the Scriptures are an extension of God's being. They are more than just what God said. They are the essence of his nature. They're called the word of truth. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. God's word does not merely contain truth. It is absolute truth. You know, there is no Gary's truth or Amanda's truth or anyone's truth. There is the truth, God's truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall let you free. The scriptures have been known as the, or called the oracles of God. Pagans referred to the messages from their gods as oracles. Paul was writing to Roman Christians, many of whom had only recently come out of paganism, explaining to them that the messages of the true God were first given to the Jews. The scriptures are known as the Word. The engrafted Word suggests the personification of Jesus Christ who is in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. They're known as the Holy Scriptures. They're holy because they are uniquely God's words. They're known as the sword of the Spirit. As the sword, the Word of God serves as the Christian's defense against Satan. The Holy Spirit makes the Word powerful in the heart of believers. He activates it. You can read the Bible as much as you like, but if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, it will not make any sense. It won't be activated in your life. Second thing this evening is how are the scriptures described? They're authoritative. They've been described as authority. I'm sure we've all heard that. Because they are the words of God, they contain absolute authority. They're not a authority. They are the authority. They are inspired. They are God-breathed. Thus they communicate to us, the very personality of God. They are sharp. Have you sometimes read a scripture and it really pierces you? Really convicts you that you need to change something in your life? The scriptures are sharp. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful, and and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the vision of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. This means that God's word is incisive, like a surgeon's scalpel. It doesn't mangle, but opens the heart to reveal its contents. I had a vision from God at church a few weeks ago, and it showed me the state of some people's hearts. The word of God is pure. Every word of God is pure. When people try to add to God's word, they destroy its purity. Let me say that again. When people try to add to God's word, they destroy its purity. If you call yourself a prophet and you're prophesying, but you're not prophesying what the Bible says, you're destroying the word's purity. One of Satan's ploys is to tamper with God's word, isn't it? To make people doubt it and to twist the truth. Our third thing is how the inspiration of the Spirit scriptures is proved. How do we prove what it says? They were first spoken by the Lord, weren't they? They were confirmed by those who heard them. They were accompanied by signs and wonders. And they were corroborated by the gifts of the Holy Spirit and by the coming of the Spirit in power on the day of Pentecost. Fourth thing, how the scriptures are understood. They're understood by illumination provided through the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit. They're understood by examination. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. They're proved by reasoning. Paul reasoned with the Jews in the synagogues. Through the prophet Isaiah, the Lord God challenged in Isaiah 1.18, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be as wool. They're also proved by human help. With his limited understanding, the Ethiopian was searching the scriptures, wasn't he? Remember the story on his chariot reading? God provided human help through Philip who came and interpreted the meaning of the Scriptures to the Ethiopian. I actually did a uh, a teaching on that last year, so go back and have a look. The conversion of the Ethiopian eunuch. You can find it in YouTube. Fifth thing is how the Scriptures should be received. Now, this is important for us. Listen to this. Let them dwell in us richly is what we're told in Colossians 3.16. That's how we should receive them. Let them dwell in us richly. In other words, let them be alive and let them be effective in our lives. Search and and read them daily. Search and study them daily. Daily reading and studying God's Word is an excellent habit to form. I know believers who don't read their Bible at all. We need to hide them in our hearts. The Scriptures provide a reserve power that can help us combat sin and temptation. And furthermore, When we hide the scriptures in our hearts, God will bring them to our remembrance in our time of need. Have you ever just been going through some stuff in your life, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit reminds you of a scripture, and you read it, and it comforts you? It gives you hope? That's what it's saying here. We should delight in the scriptures, we should teach them to our children. This means not just in church or in Sunday school, but in our homes. It's not up to the church to teach your children. It's up to you as parents. So as we finish up this evening, our Thursdays will be a little bit shorter again this year because we know the end of the week we, we get a little bit tired. We know that there's stuff going on, especially now our children are still on, on school holidays. As we finish up, through the Word of God, we can learn of our sinful nature and our need for salvation. Because the Word of God is alive, and it's powerful, it is used by the Spirit to probe relentlessly into our hearts. It's always just probing us. The spiritual nourishment it provides brings us about a spiritual growth and releases within us a marvelous defense mechanism against sin. Let me encourage you to let the Word of God Probe your heart. And I want to encourage you as I do every time we meet. This has been the same encouragement every every time we've met for three and a half years now. To be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And if you allow Him, He'll make you whole spirit soul and body and you're important to god you know that already but you're also important to us at the refinery so when it comes to prayer we believe that god wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you so whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for we want to be here for you even if you just want to say hi you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels this year 2023 is a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. We absolutely believe that. Last year was a year of repentance and blessings, but you know, everything that's been taken from the believer is going to be coming back. It's a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. So let me encourage you get closer to God this year and get ready. And until next time, stay in the blessings.